Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one best-selling author of Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you don't already know, I actually have a really cool quiz out there called the Sensitive Soul Type Quiz. And you can actually go to sensitivesoultypequiz.com to check it out. And if you're interested to know, hey, if I'm a sensitive soul, do I have more of an indigo energy or angelic energy or starseed energy? So this is kind of fun. It's not like a diagnosis or anything like that or, or a specific reading, but it'll give you some insight of the soul type you possibly are. And um, there's actually a little link in there as well if you want to get my free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, The Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power. So you can create the life of your dreams and have fun in the process. Sort of like, you know, my everyday life, <laughs> which I would love for everyone mm-hmm. to, to have this much fun. So today we are going to talk about a really cool new tool called the knuckle. Let me give you a little background on this. So um, I discovered my guest, Christine Cott, uh, a while ago, and she had this really weird looking tool <laughs> called the hip hook. Now, the, the name itself got me interested, and certainly uh, the image as well as this hook was diving into the iliacus muscle in the hip, and, and I didn't know too many people that talked about the iliacus muscle. So I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Everyone's talking about the hip flexor, the psoas, back pain, and I got all that, and I even had a few other tools to try to release the psoas, and they were okay. Um, But the iliacus, I was like, huh, you know, that's not that easy to release. And um, so I, I bought her book and the hip hook and instantly fell in love with it. It really does amazing work. Um, I mean, next to literally having a massage therapist at your house <laughs> uh, or, or PT who knows what they're doing, pressing on the iliacus, it's actually really, really hard to release it on your own. So I read the whole book like in one fell swoop because it was so awesome, learning a lot more about myself and realizing that I could release my hip to in- improve my knee pain <laughs> or back tension or all these other things. So when Christine recently came out with this other tool, the knuckle, I thought, well, I'm just going to buy three. <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to give it away to, but I'm buying three. So I bought three, and um, so it's at my house, and I thought, I, I'm looking at this design going, wow, this is ingenious because there are three different uh, angles, but three different sides, if you will, to use this, and on your pectoralis and on your neck. So we're going to talk to Christine today about how all that works. And my husband, you know, when he had, uh, I think, a headache one day or something like that, I said, hey, try this. Try this. I had a gem and tell him how to use it. But he, <laughs> I said, here, try this. And he did. And he says, oh, I love this thing. You know, his headache went away. And, you know, he doesn't have to use it every day. But, boy, it really is amazing. And the, the different, um, the hard part sometimes when you, and I bought other things to release the back of the neck as well. Um, the hard part is sometimes people are different sizes and you need different pressure points. So I end up normally just, like, using my thumbs and then I get tired. You know, it, it doesn't really uh, yeah, I just can't sustain that. But with this, you just lie on it, and you just feel the release, and you just breathe. And then I didn't even think, oh, pectoralis. Yeah, like I definitely need that ish, you know, that area as well because I tend to be kind of twisted. And as a figure skater, I'm always turning the same direction. Uh, and, and so, you know, I'm right-handed, and so there's all this fascial, you know, twisting and distortion over decades. Um, and it's great to be able to have this tool to dig in because I love digging in. Uh, to tight spots and trigger points and things like that. 
So we're going to talk about this amazing new tool and kind of like the background, uh, why it's so important to do that. And, you know, Christine has been a physical therapist for decades. Um, she's seen this pattern emerge, you know, that these, these two key areas of the body, she calls the primary and secondary core, are responsible for pain almost everywhere else. Yeah, listen that everywhere else. Okay, so yeah, we definitely want to understand why the, these areas are so important. And um, what she says is relaxing these key muscle groups and fascial areas are really important. And if you don't, sometimes the pain does not get better. So that is very, very interesting. Um, so she didn't find any tools out there that could do it as well as her fingers. So she <laughs> created this for us. Yay, Christine. And <laughs> yay us uh, to be able to have so uh, without further ado, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here as well. And I know you've helped like resolve chronic pain for over 60,000 people in, in under two years. You've got 20 years of experience, uh, OMG. And uh, I'm just so grateful <laughs> that people like you have this you know, inventive mind to help people and, and so that we can do things ourselves. Um, yeah, so just thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. You're welcome. All right, so let's, let's uh, now some people have not uh, listened to the first show yet about the iliacus and the hip hook, so maybe you can give us a little bit about your background again, um, you know, just sure. how you got interested in this work and, you know, what led you to create these two fabulous tools. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, great intro. You kind of shared a little bit about the story, um, but I'll fill in some color commentary in, in there. Um, you know, I've been practicing physical therapy for decades, and I've, I've always been an engineer and a scientist um, at heart. I actually, you know, thought maybe I would go into research or engineering um, prior to deciding on physical therapy. So all of these, school, these skills and interests, um, an awareness of, of how the body works and the mechanics of the body and even just like the three-dimensional orientation of the body um, are all things that I have a really strong command of. And as I was practicing over all these years uh, of seeing clients, um, you know, I was just able to, to not just see what was going on in the body and how all these pieces were connected, but also feel it with my hands. And, you know, some of those intuitive um, you know, and just being kind of a sensitive person um, as well allowed me to perceive things, I think, that maybe other people might not have noticed. So, you know, through all this uh, time working with people, <clears throat> I really recognized that these two areas of the body, which I call the primary core and the secondary core, were, were really tight and, and, and had lots of issues in most people. And what I found by addressing these two areas of the body, that people's issues were resolving. You know, whether they had, um, you know, a bunion on their toe or they had a jaw pain up at, you know, on the other end of the chain, you know, it kind of didn't really matter because these two areas of the body were just so central to everything else that was going on. Um, so clinically, you know, as I'm in the office, as I'm working on clients, I'm noticing just how important working on the primary core, which is your pelvic area, you know, you can think of that as your hips, your pelvis, your low back, um, your ab abdominal area, like that's your primary core. And that's like the foundation for your, 
for your body, right? It's like the, it's like the foundation that you build your house upon. Mm. And if that's not aligned and that's not happy, then your legs don't work well, they're not aligned properly, and nor is your spine uh, aligned. Um, and so things just then start to wear the wrong way. Um, and similarly, this the secondary core, which is your your shoulder girdle and your neck and your head, you know that that area of your body, which is responsible for housing your nervous system, and it's also responsible for how you know your head is orientated in space, which leads to um, you know whether or not you your your brain and your spinal cord and um, your perception of the world is accurate <laughs> in a lot of ways. So that's a super potent thing too. And I was noticing even when I would address people's uh, primary core, you know, and, and work on, um, you know, muscle tension and alignment there, that the the last piece of the puzzle was oftentimes working on their neck and their mm. and their pecs, which is in that secondary core. And then that was all the pieces of the puzzle that they needed to be to be fully whole or feel fully whole in their body. So all of this is just to say this journey, you know, has been really identifying what is the most important thing to focus your attention on in the body. What is the thing that is at the root of so many other things? Because we're busy. We have a lot going on, right? Yeah. You know, we don't have time to like roll every single muscle in our body or, you know, but, but what do you, where do you put your attention and what is the most potent, um, which is really what led me to these tools and, and putting this message out into the world. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting uh, because sometimes it can be really overwhelming for people to go, well, I don't know where to start right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many different places. I'm sure I'm tight in many different areas. Uh, and I only have limited time. And, and so they just give up. But if there's a, an easy way uh, to do it, which is, you know, one of the reasons why you created the tools, then yeah. it's, you know, it, it's, it's sort of like having a therapist in your home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was one of my biggest frustrations as a physical therapist. You know, I, I oftentimes saw people that were that had very difficult situations. You know, we're not talking like a simple ankle sprain or something, right? We're talking about people who've had chronic pain for a very long time, who've been in multiple practitioners, have not gotten better. And and what was really frustrating to me was to see how much confusion there was around what was going on. You know, people would come in to my office with a huge long list. You know, I'm taking all of these supplements, I'm doing like all these exercises, my physical therapist copied, like, I have 40 different, you know, photocopies of these exercises I'm, oh I'm supposed to do, you know, plus all these lifestyle changes, plus this, plus that. It's like, how is a human supposed to manage that? And how do you know, if you only have 10 minutes to spare, which one of those things is the most important? So, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, kind of drove me crazy even from the beginning. And I was constantly prioritizing things for people. Like, what is the most important? You know, and that's why, you know, I kind of get on my soapbox about the primary and secondary core and really focusing first on muscle tension, second on alignment, and then go and strengthen, and then go and do your activities, and then go and do your med- you know, all the other things that help support that. Um, because I've identified that those things, if you skip those things, you will not get better, right? Mm. And, and if you do those things, it gets you like 80%, sometimes 100% of the way there, but at least 80% of the way, way there, and then the other things fill in the gap, not the other way around. Um, so, And I think that's helpful for people. I mean, imagine, you know, maybe you've experienced this yourself where you're, you have 
so much advice, so many things you seek mm-hmm. on the Internet, so many things the practitioners tell you, and it's hard to sort it out, really, you know? And then you feel like, I just can't do anything, right? I, don't, I can't. Yeah, people you know, just I give can't. up because it seems too totally. overwhelming, too much to do. And, and the funny thing is, is I know, you know, I, in my space, we talk a lot about uh, being and meditation and things like that. Well, you know, when one is on the knuckle of that book, it kind of helps you get yeah. there as well. And even if it's I'm totally. feeling... Yeah, and when I'm feeling an ache or something, it's like, it's like, ooh, there it is, you know. <laughs> uh, and being able to really feel and focus on it because we're doing it consciously. It's not like it's some, you know, um, discomfort that you're trying to get away from. We're actually going into it to some degree, yeah. and I, personally, at least for me, and and I find that fairly meditative. So we're kind of doing two things at once or more. Yeah, that's another thing that I I think is really important for people to recognize and understand is, you know, we're these tools and in this in this philosophy is really helping people address muscle tension, which you could also you could also call that physical tension. It's how your physical body manifests tension. And then we have mental tension which can, you know, manifest in lots of ways can be, you know, you could feel like I'm stressed out or I'm anxious or I'm depressed or, you know, and, and that is the other side of the coin. And like you just described so beautifully, like you're lying on the knuckle, for example, and you feel like it's actually part of the process of getting into a meditative space or, you know, helping reduce mental tension. And it's because those two things are two sides of the coin. When you address physical tension in your body, mental tension decreases. When you address mental tension in your body, physical tension decreases. And, you know, without addressing both, let's say you just meditate, which I, I, med- I meditate twice, twice a day. I'm a, I'm a big meditator. I, it's so important. You know, it's like most of it's important to br- is brushing your teeth. And if I do that and I don't address the physical tension, it's not as effective and vice versa. Interesting. So that yeah. those two things are like so, so, and then, you know, for people maybe who can't access mental tension therapies like meditation or mindfulness or breathing or whatever, maybe that's too much, sometimes entering in to that system through physical tension and releasing some physical tension creates the space for the mental tension piece to be addressed and opened up. Yes. Yeah, that's like, I, you know, it's... Uh, there's so many different, I like to call them doorways into yeah. that space of healing. So for some people, yeah, it's, it's very, very physical and that's what what's, works for them. And other people, it's more that mental or emotional space. And I, I, I mm-hmm. like the sacred thing, whatever works. <laughs> whatever yeah, works. Exactly. Whatever your starting place is, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so let's, uh, let's tell, you know, have you tell us, uh, about you know the the knuckle itself and you know what is it how does it work and we'll kind of start with the neck and then we'll talk about the pecs after. Yeah, sure. Uh, so so all of us you know we experience some level of tension, physical tension, muscle tension in our secondary core, which is our, our shoulders and our neck. And if you think about some of the core reasons why that might happen um you know posture is a big one and we all you know (laughs) we all have smartphones we're looking down at our smartphones we all are on computers you know with with poor posture 
Um, we're all, you know, maybe a little bit more tired, you know, so we tend to slouch or tend to not have the endurance to hold good posture. We're also very stressed. And, you know, that can contribute to holding tension in the neck and pec area, pec meaning like the front of your chest area. Um, and if you think about, you know, even just a typical stress response or, you know, what would you want to do if you were at your worst in, a, in stress? You would either want to, to run away from a situation or you'd want to curl up in a ball in the corner, right? And if you think of those two activities, running um, as well as curling up in the ball, you would be using both your pec, your neck, and your um, hip flexors, you know, which is, is what the hip hook address is, to kind of get yourself into that protective place. So these are, these are why these muscles are so commonly tight when we have a stress response, you know, and, and we probably have all experienced, like, our shoulders starting to rise up, to, you know, into our ears right. when, when we're a lot of stress. So, so those areas are what um, we're targeting with the knuckle, which is addressing the, that secondary core. And, you know, I designed this tool really um, to, to, to really provide something that was extremely therapeutic. Like, you know, it's one thing to, to, to you know, work on your neck in a way that kind of like feels good and re like you might feel like a little zen or relaxed or, you know, but it's temporary, right? And, and these tools are designed to be therapeutic, meaning that they're going to give you long-term results and really get at the root of that, mm. um, which, like you said, you know, might create a little initial discomfort, right? You know, or it might mm. feel painful at first because you're really getting to these actual muscles <laughs> that have been holding tension for a really long time. Um, but that's okay because that means you found something that's worthwhile, you know, and that, that has just been waiting um, to be addressed. So, so, you know, the specificity of this tool and the way that it, like, really specifically targets each of the teeny tiny muscles in your neck um, is really important. If you use, you know, let's say a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball or something else, that pressure is going to be very diffuse, and the tips on the knuckle are designed to be small and target each muscle on its own, um, you know, which is really important because then you can't hide. Those little muscles can't hide from you, you know. Oh, they no, can hide from you difference. if you're mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I have this other thing. It looks like uh, we call it, call it uh, the mini boobs because it looks like, yeah. <laughs> you know, which one I'm talking yep. about. It's red, you know. I do. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, at the beginning, you know, I, you know, this is many years ago I bought this, um, and uh, it was okay. It was just like, I was like, hmm, is it doing anything? I don't really know if it's doing anything. <laughs> but yeah. the knuckle, you immediately feel, oh, yeah, it's doing something. Yep, exactly. And we have, um, I designed the tips to be three different distances apart. So as you mm -hmm. rotate the tool, you can have the tips closer together, a little bit further apart, or the most for, far apart as possible. And these are designed to really target the different muscles as they are closer to the spine versus further away from the spine. And if you look at, if you go online and you Google, um, you know, neck muscles, you can see some of them are, you know, orientated closer to the spine and some are further away. So these, these tips and the distances really allow for you to kind of pinpoint and, and put pressure on each muscle one at a time. Mm, okay. So can you kind of 
I know it's sort of like giving a haircut over the phone, but uh, give us kind of a brief description of exactly uh, once somebody gets a knuckle, like what's yeah. the first thing they should do? How should they use it properly? Yeah, so you have a bunch of teeny tiny muscles in your neck that go from the base of your skull, which, you know, not many people kind of know where that is, but it's, it's actually in your hairline. So, you know, you put your hand where your hair starts, um, you know, your neck, you have your skin of your neck, and then your hair starts. It's usually about an inch or an inch and a half above your hairline where your skull meets your neck. And so starting there, there's many teeny tiny muscles, and then working your way down your neck um, to the bottom of your neck, there continues to be these muscles. So these are all areas where, you know, it is worthwhile to explore in yourself which area might be, be tight. And for, for, you know, on Monday it could be one spot and Tuesday it could be a different spot. It does change within the individual. Um, but many of us have kind of a chronic spot that tends to be tight. So, you know, once you're kind of orientated to your own neck and you kind of understand a little bit, you know, that where these muscles might be, um, all you need to do is simply lie this tool on the ground and start exploring. Um, so the tool is shaped kind of like a triangle. And so, you know, the, the, the tip of the triangle um, will have two of these tips. One goes on one side of your neck, one goes on the other, so that you have nice balanced pressure to start out with, um, which is really useful, especially when you're getting started. And then you see how you feel. Maybe you get lucky and you find a, a nice tight spot right away, or maybe you need to move it up a little bit or down a little bit. Um, but it doesn't usually take long to find a, tot, a, a spot on you that, that does feel tight. Um, and then from this place, it's really easy to just tilt your head maybe to the right or to the left to put a little bit more pressure on one side versus the other if you're finding, you know, a certain area to, to really be calling your name. Um, and then once you find that juicy spot, all you need to do is just lie there, breathe, and let that tension dissolve, which typically takes, uh, about 90 seconds. Um, and I know one question I get a lot with, you know, people working on their necks on their own, which people aren't necessarily accustomed to doing all the time, um, but they're like, well, you know, it hurts, you know, it hurts. Like, am I supposed to be pushing in that spot? Or, you know, mm -hmm. how do I know that I'm on the right spot? And the, the best word of advice I have for you around that is that if you hold a spot for 30 seconds and it doesn't start to get better, then that spot's not ready for, to be, for you to be pressing on it. Um, but if it starts to get better after 30 seconds, that muscle is, is primed and excited to be given some TLC finally, and um, you're, on the, you're on the right track. And then you can just let that, that tension dissolve over the next you know, 60 seconds or longer um, to get it to relax. You know, so then it just becomes an exploration, right? You know, I mentioned all these muscles. You have the tool that you can flip, you know, the triangle to be, um, you know, have the tips be further apart or closer together. You can, you know, explore up and down your neck. A lot of people find the base of the skull is really magical. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there because it's where our head, you know, is attached to our neck. Um, you know, but, but everyone's different, and in each moment um, you're different, which makes this tool great because you can really explore Explore what you need, you know, as your needs evolve over time. Oh, that's neat. So it doesn't matter whether you start with the wider end first or the narrower end first? It does not. No. Mm. no. And you can also rotate the tool. The, the tips are angled um, slightly. Um, 
for different configurations. So you can rotate it pointing one direction versus the other to explore mm. what feels good to you. Um, so there's actually six different positions that you could, uh, you could use to, to find your magic spot. Ooh, okay. And then um, so it's safe to have it uh, beyond the occiput, like so it can go lower and lower and lower. Like can it go all the way down to the top of your shoulders? Is that safe to shimmy it down there? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely safe. I know, you know, your neck is kind of arched. You know, it's like a, it's like a, a bridge, uh, or it should be. <laughs> you know, some of us don't have a very great curve in our neck um, with our posture. <laughs> yeah, um, but with that arc, if you know, if you're putting pressure with the tool, once you get towards the lower part of the arc, like where your shoulder starts to meet your neck, it's not that easy to get to some of those spots. Um, but but mid neck, you know, are kind of like mid-neck to where, where your skull meets the neck are, are perfect areas to explore. Um, and, you know, like I said, moving your head side to side helps. But the other thing that I think is interesting, too, is that, you know, starting at the base of the skull is always, is always advisable because we're, okay. it's just easier, you know, and there's just so much there to, to start with. And that's where your brain and your spinal cord connect and your brainstem is, and that's where all of our you know, all of our sympathetic nervous system and our fight and flight and our emotions and like there's just so much good juju, you know, going on in that mm. in that particular part of our body. So it's it's potent, um, a potent place to start. Um, and then also that place is a great place to just rest on the tool because you can actually completely relax at that at that pivot point. When you start to move it down a little bit more, you do have to use the front of your neck to hold yourself in good in alignment, which is great still because you're still getting the pressure on those lower parts. But it, it's it's I would say like an intermediate skill, you know, to start mm. working your way down the neck and, and practicing there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I, I know for me sometimes, um, and, and other people have probably seen it and some people with, you know, chronic stress or cortisol issues that they have this humpback thing going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure someone's going to ask, hey, you know, can it help that as well? Uh, I know I, I carry tension there. I don't have a humpback, but <laughs> I definitely, you know, carry tension in those muscles right next to like C71. Yes. So that's a great question because there are so many people that experience that in their body and the question is you know the question um, really prompts asking why right so Mm -hmm. so why would one develop tension where your rib cage kind of connects with your neck Um, and and the real why is because of posture right because we have a forward head um, posture we have a rounded shoulder posture but then you, know, you might ask, well, what do, I, what do I do about that? You know, and most people will say, well, just, just sit with good posture. It's that easy. <laughs> Stop doing that, you know. Um, but it's not, it's not really that easy no. um, because once you develop tension at the base of your skull, that will pull your head into like a little bit of a forward head. So that mm-hmm. tension makes it hard for you to align your neck. Yeah. If you don't resolve that tension – it's going to be hard for you to have good posture. Even if you try your best to do that, your body will just kind of pull you back out. And similarly, which we'll, we'll talk about soon, I'm sure, is your pecs. You know, these, these pec minor muscles, which are in the front of your shoulder, 
when they become tight, they round your shoulders forward, which also creates that little hump, you know, that we're talking about there. So by addressing the base of the skull and the pec minor and getting those muscles to relax, that allows for your spine to be in this proper alignment and allows for you to maintain good posture in a way that would be unaccessible with that tension still present. Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. I know throughout the day where, you know, I have maybe a long computer day or something like that, I bought all sorts of fancy chairs and standing boards and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Uh, And I I do, like, need to remind myself, like, over and over again, my posture, my posture. And then I could feel sometimes it's like, whoa, this is is taking some effort because I'll try to, you know, like, not have my shoulders roll forward but then my rib cage sticks out. So I'm yes. compensating, right? I'm kind of yep. arching my back, and that's not great either. <laughs> yes. I realize, okay, I need some release in the front. And then, of course, you know, doing, like, my husband's really into CrossFit, and, and he has a very balanced body. He's, he's you know, it's amazing. Um, you know, and he's like, oh, do more push-ups. And I was like, uh, I don't think that's helping me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, with, with this, this forward, you know, typing all the time, it's, it's not to say push-ups are bad. It's just that it's, it's you know, getting that balance so yes. I'm, I'm not rolled forward. Um, so tell us a little bit about, like, the pectoralis and, you know, the muscles. Like, how do people find the pec minor? How do we use the knuckle there? Yeah, so the pec minor is, um, like, if you put your hand – like on your opposite front of your um, your chest, you'll feel your clavicle or your collarbone. And then right below your collarbone is where the pec minor lives. There's two muscles that are called your, that are your pec. There's a pec major, which is the big one, which is like the size of your chest or your breast area. And then there's a little one called the pec minor. And the pec minor is the one that lives right underneath uh, the clavicle or your collarbone. So if you put your hand right below that and you kind of reach that same arm towards the ground, you'll feel it contract and you can feel it kind of um, contract underneath your hand and that's how you can find it. But another way to find it is just to is just explore with the knuckle because once you find it, you'll know (laughs) because it's typically tight in most people, um, but you can use the knuckle up against the wall and lean into that particular area that I'm describing and and you'll be able to find where that tension lives. Um, And this muscle is responsible for that rounded shoulder phenomenon. So, you know, you were talking about strengthening and you're talking about maybe doing push-ups and these different things. Well, push-ups would would help you with your shoulder blade a bit because it works on um, a serratus anterior muscle, um, which is back there. But it also works on your, with your pecs. And, and so, you know, you really want to strengthen the back of your shoulders, you know, which would be like rows or, you know, things like that to help balance that out. Um, but if you strengthen without releasing the tension there, it's, it's a futile, um, <laughs> futile situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't you won't quite achieve what you're what you're looking for. Yeah, it's like almost wasted energy or time. Like I remember, uh, yeah. my husband was like, "Oh, try you know, try I got got you a bar. Let's try this uh, bench press uh, with you know free free weights." And I could tell that there are parts that just weren't engaging. 
you know, yeah. just weren't. I was I could tell it to, but I just wasn't gonna do anything. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I don't think I should do this yet because I'm not. It's not firing. You know, the the yes. spots that I think need to fire aren't firing. So, and it's yeah. not just about the triceps. They're not just about the biceps. Exactly. And this is one thing that I think people don't realize that, you know, when you have a weak muscle or you're trying to strengthen an area of weakness, um, there's, there's many reasons why that muscle is weak. One could be that you just don't use it, right? And you need to use it more, right? That's the simplest um, explanation. But muscles choose to be weak for lots of different reasons. Um, you know, the brain can say, this muscle is not going to work because I'm trying to protect this area of the body because I think it's injured. Mm. Um, muscles cannot work because they're being tugged on, you know, or because they're, they're not at their proper length that they are most optimally strong. And this, that piece is something that I think we need more awareness of. Um, so, for example, we're talking about strengthening the back of the shoulder, and if you have tension in the front of the shoulder, it's going to pull on the back of the shoulder, right? It's like a tug of war, yes. right? And those muscles, when they're lengthened, they are going to be weak. And no matter how much strengthening you do, like you can strengthen for, and I have clients that have done this. They're like, I have been working on my rhomboids for five years. I've been doing every day these exercises. My you know, PT gave her, I've been doing it at the gym or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, and I'm still weaker on my left side than my right side. You know, that should not happen if it was just purely about strengthening. But right. once they release tension in their pack, then the rhomboid can start working properly and, you know, they're, they're off to the races. This happens with the glutes, um, with the hip flexors. When the hip flexors are tight, the glutes become weak. Um, and they won't get strong until you release your hip flexors. <laughs> it just won't happen, you know. So it's, a, it's like you said, it's a waste of time and it's also very frustrating, you know, to, to be working so hard towards something and not be getting the results you're looking for. Yes, exactly. I know uh, one of the... Um, chronic uh, trigger points, if you will, that, that I've had. This is way back from like my fibromyalgia days. Um, but being right-handed, not having the best posture, and, and uh, with figure skating, always doing things one direction, right? Like mm -hmm. Always in one direction probably isn't helping. So there's like the teres minor um, area. There's like a, you know, a, an infraspinatus. There's like tension there mm -hmm. and like a chronic um, stuff and I used to love it when my acupuncturist friend could like poke it right with a needle. <laughs> it felt yeah. so good, at least temporarily. Uh, now it's a lot harder for me to reach those areas with with a needle. Uh, and uh, you know I use different other tools like patches and things like that to help with with that tension. But I do notice when I do a manual release on the front of me, that that actually yeah. releases the pain in the back of me. Exactly. Exactly. I know it's so hard, you know, to, it's like, it's like, it defies logic in a way, you know, <laughs> you're like, well, it hurts back there, you know, that's the problem. But, but you have, yeah, you have to figure out the, the, the source of the problem, um, you know, and w what's really causing it. Um, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it can be a little bit of a mystery, but I, I like, you know, I like a good mystery, so. <laughs> so well, we're giving all the answers right, right now, so it's all. <laughs> right, everyone's going to know the answers, right. Well, I, I don't know, I, I didn't warn you I was going to ask you this question because it just popped up into my head, but um, one of my massage therapists is, uh, says that the, the scalenes are very poorly 
mm, let's say I appreciate it. And so mm -hmm. she says she's one of the few people that she knows of that actually releases the scalenes at the front of the neck. And when she was working on mine, I, I just about jumped off the table. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> That yeah. is achy, and it just radiated down my pec. It radiated down to those, you know, trigger points in the back as well. And just wondering, you know, will the knuckle or, or uh, whether it be at the back of the head or the neck or mm -hmm. the pec, would, would that help the scalenes at all? Yeah, the scalenes are one of those. They're like the second link in the chain. So mm. um, they're close. They're, they're close to being primary. Um, so... So let me just walk you through um, a little bit of the, the mechanics of how these things start in the, in the secondary core. So, you know, we talked about tension at the base of the, of the skull from either looking down or having your head forward or from stress, and then also tension in the pec minor, which is that roundedness in your shoulders and, um, you know, having your arms out in front of you, you know, looking at your phone or your computer or whatever. Even even cooking, even chopping vegetables, you have your arms out in front of you. So that's what we do. We do a lot of that. So those two areas, the base of the skull and the pec minor, are primary, which means that that's the start. If okay. you don't have tension at the base of your skull and you don't have tension in your pec minor, you will not have tension anywhere else. You will not have tension in your your upper trap, which is on the top of your shoulder, you will not have tension in your scalenes, you will not have tension in your rhomboids, like nothing else will happen if those two areas are addressed. Then the next link in the chain, after you get tension at the base of your skull and your pec minor, which creates that forward head rounded shoulder pull, is your scalenes and your upper trap. And for yep. some people, their jaw, too. Hmm. So those become the second thing that start to get tight, and then they create their own trajectory of, of other issues. So the scalenes are kind of they're in the front of your neck, and they do attach to the top of your clavicle or your your collarbone. Um, and those are like your massage therapist said, very like not very many people address them, and they're tight in almost everyone. But they're tight because of the pec minor and the, and the base of the skull. Ah. Um, so those can be addressed as a secondary thing because, you know, if you re release those two areas, then you want to kind of address more of, I would call it, the symptom or, the, or, or what's next on the chain. Um, and same with the upper trap, too. That, that falls into that same category. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because sometimes it's, uh, you know, the, the part that's screaming uh, is the part we focus mm -hmm. on. But if they're secondary um, and just focusing on that, for example, the pec minor for me, it doesn't, I mean, when I'm sitting here, I, I don't think, oh, there's a trigger point there. You know, like I'm not really yeah. aware of anything. When I feel it with my hand, my opposite hand, I go, oh, that's poofing out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do any, exactly. I didn't really, I didn't realize that. yeah, I didn't really do any exercise to, to prove, you know, to cause that. So then I know, oh, it's it's tender. And I think when I use the, the knuckle, uh, then I get the ache, right? But not before I, I would be focused right. more on like the scaling or the traps for me like I actually have a this chronic um, from this old car seatbelt thing you know in the old days where you know the mm -hmm. seatbelts didn't raise and, and lower for short people so I had the seatbelt 16 hours as the only driver in the family at the time um, against my neck you know and, mm -hmm. and it was like driving in a snowstorm <laughs> 16 oh, hours my gosh. Capiscasing, Ontario. Okay, if anybody knows Ontario, that's really far north. Um, and and so there was this. Of course, there was some emotional stuff which I've had to release the resentment 
have having to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but also this physical pressure on the neck and the scalenes for 16 hours, you know. And, and so the traps were what I was really focused on because I didn't know any better. Um, yep. But I can tell, like, if I, ha if I sit in somebody's car where the seatbelt is far back, uh, like a two-door, I'm not really a big fan of that, I can feel the pressure over the clavicle mm. and the scaling, and it almost has a memory. Like, oh, I know yeah. what to do in this situation. I'm just going to, you know, get really tight and sore. And, yep. and so then I have difficulty actually moving my neck after the neck. I can release it very quickly now, but in the past, oh, my goodness, it was stuck. It was so, you know, annoyingly painful back then. Yeah. That's a perfect example. I'm so glad you brought up that story because it's a perfect example of how our body holds muscle tension as a result of a threat. Mm. You know, your, your, your body was experiencing pressure, right? You know, like mm. this odd pressure for a long period of time, you know, like your brain is like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, is this ever going to stop? I can't even, I have to fight against this in a certain way. And then you add in, you know, the emotional components too of what was occurring at that time, which also creates threat, you know. So then mm -hmm. it's really easy for the brain to say, okay, I'm going to hold tension in this area because I need to protect this. Um, and in any similar situation, I'm going to keep protecting it. This <laughs> <laughs> very common and, and it's a perfect example of, of how that can develop for sure. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, same thing with the, the, the right iliacus, um, I think yes. the iliopsoas tendon. I was on a, um, this really, really long bike ride and it was very windy that day and my bike seat was too high, I didn't know at the time, so I was pulling really hard, you know, to bike mm. through this wind and we, I mean, once we started, there was no car to rescue us, like we had to get back. Now, my friend was an expert, you know, bicyclist, um, but um, she didn't catch that my, my seat was too high and I was an amateur, so I actually injured my iliopsoas and, um, and unfortunately, the doctor at the time after he sent me to physical therapy, he go, he's had to say, you know, sometimes these things become chronic. Like, I wish he had not said that. Okay, because guess what? <laughs> I manifested exactly what he said, and I couldn't afford PT for more than, like, you know, three, four times, because I was a student, right? $25 a pop, which is nothing. Okay, but as a copay, I just couldn't afford it. Uh, as, mm -hmm. as a student. Um, so I stopped going and then kind of didn't know what else to do and couldn't do some of the exercises on my own. We didn't definitely didn't, could have used the hip hook then, but that wasn't invented. Yeah. But yeah. It's amazing how these imbalances can come from yep. these old, old, old things. Um, but it's exciting too, Christine, that what you're telling me today, which I didn't really realize was about that primary, secondary, you know, that the core and um, that instead of necessarily focusing on the, the leaves and the trees and the fruit, if we get to the root and the core, yes and we release these two main areas and be consistent about that, a lot of the other stuff can just go away. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah and that's, a great, that's another great analogy with the root um, instead, of the, in, instead of the branches and the leaves. Um, we don't notice the root, right? Like it's not, mm -hmm. you know, you go out and look at, like right now I'm looking out at this beautiful um, plum tree that's blooming right in front of my window right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm noticing the flowers, I'm noticing the branches, I'm noticing what's presented to me, I'm not noticing the roots of this tree, yet there's so much going on, that's like, the, you know, what, what's keeping it there. And I think that's an important point with, with all these areas in, in, um, of the body that we're talking about with the primary and the secondary core, 
it's very rare for people to, to know that their iliacus is tight. You know, sometimes you injure it and you'll know. You know, you, like you feel it in where the iliacus is located in the front of the hip. Mm-hmm. But it's rare for people to notice that. Same right. thing with pec minor. It's very rare for people to be like, oh, this is my problem. You know, it's my pec minor. <laughs> right, they go, oh, my pec minor. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's below the surface, you know, but, but yeah. the symptoms are what are presenting itself. So that's, and that's where, the, that's where the mystery and the magic happens, right? Because, you know, when you use these tools, you may not even, you might be experiencing, let's say, jaw issues, and you might not know, and I've had so many testimonials before of people with jaw issues who are like solving it with it, with mm. using it at the base, of the, using the knuckle at the base of their skull. You know, you might not know that you even have tension at the base of your skull or your pec, but yet that could be the thing that resolves this other thing that you're experiencing and creating balance in your body. Um, which is super fun, you know, it's super fun to uncover, right, the mystery or cover, uncover this truth that, that are right there, you know, waiting for you, um, you know, to address or to give some attention. And, and it, it does kind of feel like magic sometimes when, when things resolve in that way. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, uh, you know, some of the testimonies and stories that you have are fantastic. Um, you know, as a highly sensitive person, I've noticed uh, that my fascia, um, is sort of like my sense organ to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm feeling stuff, whether I necessarily plan to or not, but you know, sometimes I'll just wake up this way where I'm feeling the world or I'm feeling something else going on or some precognitive thing that's happening, the fascia will inform the rest of me, hey, something's up, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there's no quote-unquote reason for this tension, um, but looking at the fascia and how it connects everything to everything yeah. and how the yep. acupuncture meridians run in there and, you know, it, it, it literally, like, those connections are am- amazing. Um, yeah. We, I think there's still so much to know about the fascia. Uh, it doesn't I know. surprise me now that when I'm, you know, releasing the pack minor that I can have positive effects of, of, you know, releasing the tension down my arm, up my neck, in the back, in the, yes. you know, in, in the trap. I mean, even though I'm just releasing this tiny area, it yes. just, like, blows my mind sometimes. I know. The fascia system is just a, a fabulous and mysterious. And mysterious, <laughs> yes. I mean, there, it, it is. It's so cool. Like, I have studied that um, for so many years, and I'm still endlessly fascinated by all of that. Um, and yeah, you know, the, uh, the fascia connects us from head to toe, one little thing, you know, and your, your, your pinky toe can affect mm-hmm. what goes on in your jaw. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and then there's the mechanics of our bones, right? And what happens to our joints and our alignment of our bones when, when there's fascia pulling on them or muscles pulling on them. Um, and then how the muscle tension affects the fascia, right? All these things are, are so connected. And, it, and it's beautiful. Um, you know, but kind of getting back to the root and what people can do to, to optimize their bodies so that they are in the best alignment that they can be and, um, you know, not holding tension, you know, mental or physical tension in the body. Um, you know, I'm really excited about having these tools available for people to really, to really kind of get at, you know, that ideal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's great. So maybe we can talk about, um, you know, what you have in the different packages on your site. I'm just going to give the um, the pretty link that we have for this for people to that are listening to the show. If you'd like to support my business, I am an affiliate of Christine's because uh, I love her tools so much. Uh, and her book, it's at KarenCan.com forward slash knuckle, and that's spelled with an N. U-C-K-L-E, so KarenCan.com forward slash knuckle, and that will automatically uh, give you that um, 10% discount. And if you're on her site, you can also use the discount code Dr. Karen, all one word in capitals, D-R-K-A-R-E-N. Um, and we'll say that at the end as well in case you didn't catch that. So maybe, Christine, you can walk us through what, how, you know, how to navigate your site and, and what uh, people can expect there. Absolutely. Uh, so the knuckle, the knuckle is relatively new. Um, we've just been out for a couple months, so that is available for purchase um, on its own. And then we also have the Fix Your Hip Kit, which um, I highly recommend, which allows you to have the the hip hook, uh, the book, which really explains the role of the iliacus, why it would be tight, how it could be impacting your body, and what to do about it. Um, the book is Tight Hip Twisted Core, The Key to Unresolved Pain. And then also as a part of that, um, there is the 4-inch ball, which is useful to warm up your hip flexor region and also work on the back of your hip because those two muscles play tug-of-war with each other. And then there's a, this band that I just absolutely love that really helps target the muscles that help stabilize and keep you from getting tight again. So that kit, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's like the magic kit um, along with the knuckle, you know, that are really key to addressing the primary and secondary core. Okay. And, of course, yeah. you, probably, you can buy on your own, too, if you already have some of the other ones. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, now, uh, I forgot to ask this question earlier, so I just remembered. When you you say the knuckle, um, can you use that device on other areas besides the pec minor and the back of the neck? Yes, it's been so fun uh, exploring other areas of the body. Um, I don't focus too much on sharing information about that because I really want people to focus their attention on the base of the skull and the pec because, again, we're, we have limited time and limited resources, right. and that's at the, the source of so many things. Um, I do also um, recommend people use the knuckle on their upper trap, and I have some great instructions and videos on how to do that. That's mm-hmm. that muscle that's right at the top of your shoulder, and you can feel when you round your shoulder forward how that muscle gets tight and when you are in good posture how it's not tight. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a key muscle that really can be responsible for a lot of he- headaches and, and shoulder pain for, for people. Um, so that there is some instructions on using the knuckle for that. But you can use it, like I've, I've been teaching people how to use it on their jaw, on their calf muscles, on their hamstrings, their quad. I mean, they can just, you know, find your, find your, um, your tight spot and, and poke on it. Um, and, and it, and it works really well for other spots too. Ah, okay. And then, uh, so, uh, the pack you, uh, for beginners, you mentioned putting against the wall and leaning on it. Uh, so can one yep. use it, uh, leaning on it on the ground face down? You can, but that's that's more pressure, um, and I I actually do that um, myself. Um, so I just roll over onto my stomach after using it at the base of the skull, and then do it on the pec um, 
And so some people feel more comfortable doing it up against the wall because you can modulate how much pressure you're putting, and some people like to do it on the floor. Either way works well. Okay. I'm a little hardcore, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, man, harder the better. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm just going to breathe through this. At the time of the roof of my mouth and just breathe in and out through my nose. Yeah. And so I, I know it's like I can, I can kind of even slowly rotate my arm. You know, yep. uh, and get a slightly different angle or even put it behind my hip, really hardcore. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, yeah, this is, this is pretty good. And you great. can work, um, so there's, you know, two different kinds, well, there's many different kinds of ways to, re- to release tension, but um, prolonged pressure where you just find the spot that's tight and hold mm-hmm. that, you should absolutely be doing at least some of that in your routine. Yes, for sure. You can also also do like a a pin and stretch technique where you put pressure on a particular spot and then you move your body while you're putting the pressure on. So this, you know, with the pec, for example, you can have pressure on the pec minor and you can be moving your arm, you know, maybe up and down or you can rotate your your shoulder in different different directions and that actually produces more of like a a fascia release um, than than uh, a muscle relaxation. And both of them are are great therapeutic techniques. Oh, that's great. Yes, I sort of intuitively wanted to do that. The Mm -hmm. other one I do too, which again might be more fascial, um, after doing the deeper, the longer, you know, the 90 seconds, sometimes I'm there for three minutes, but anyway, um, is is like a little bit of a jiggle. It's Mm -hmm. just a little jiggle, and it seems to kind of like, I don't know, heat the area or vibrate it, get it deeper. So anyway, so I, I, I just enjoy experimenting with these things. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm traveling, I, I'm, you know, just a little worried that the, not worried isn't the right word, but concerned that the hip hook, I'm going to like snap it or something. I'm like trying to figure out how to pack it well. Do you have any <laughs> tips on uh, packing, packing them well without uh, anything getting crushed or, I mean, the knuckle, no problem, but uh, the hip hook's a little bit more longer. You know, that thing I have thrown like in the back in the trunk of my car. I've thrown like in suitcases. I, I that thing can withstand you know like hundreds of pounds of pressure. I don't think it's gonna break. I mean, I literally when we were testing that that thing, we were throwing it from like two story buildings. <laughs> we were like standing on it. I was using. Um, I had my husband was holding down the one side, and we were we bent it, you know, all the way down to the ground to try to crack it, and we couldn't even crack it. So wow. I think you're fine. You can just throw it in wherever, whatever. Okay. If you want it. If you want to create like a little love nest for it and put it in your suitcase, I'm sure it would appreciate that. But <laughs> I think it's socks fine. On one side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think. Well, now that I have the knuckle, I mean, I was, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell Christine I'm doing this. I was like very carefully because I didn't want to break it. Um, was using it on my glute med because you know yeah. the ball was okay, but you know I really wanted something yep. a little bit more intense. Um, but I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can lie on this thing you know uh, so anyway so now that I have the knuckle I can actually you know use that preferentially <laughs> in case yeah. I'm concerned about yeah the hip hook I've used in all different kinds of places too you know like you can get out certain spots in your back you can work on your operator yeah. internus I mean there's all kinds of fun things you can do with that. oh very very cool <laughs> <laughs> we got my brain kind of going hmm yeah yep. yeah it's like half my suitcase is like all of my, my best, my favorite tools. Like wherever I'm going, it's like I'm always there. My husband's like, do you have to bring all that stuff? I'm like, yes, yes, yep. I do. Because <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Yeah, so so for folks that are uh, listening in, the uh, the website to go to to check out the knuckle and the hip hook is uh, karencan.com forward slash knuckle, N-U-C-K-L-E. Of course, uh, the same link goes, uh, you can do karencan.com forward slash hip hook as well on one word. It'll go to the same place and give you automatic 10% off. Uh, and uh, if you need the coupon code for whatever reason, you lost that link, whatever, uh, it's at... Uh, uh, Dr. Karen, D-R-K-A-R-E-N, for 10% off. So I am an affiliate of Christine's. I love her stuff very, very much. I want to support her. So uh, if you'd like to support my business, you can also um, click I, any of those links or use that coupon code. Um, yeah, so Christine, was there anything else you wanted to make sure we mentioned today before we say goodbye? Um, I'm just really excited um, to be here with you today, Karen, and just grateful to share this knowledge. And I look forward to hearing everyone's amazing stories as, as they start addressing their primary and secondary core and invite um, all of you that are listening to, to reach out to me with any questions you may have. I'm, I'm happy to help. Oh, yes, that's fabulous. And uh, <clears throat> I believe on your website there's a link to your YouTube channel, right? Because you have a lot of great videos. Lots of videos on YouTube, yes. Okay, fantastic. And oh, well, I forgot to tell this one important story, although I think, Christine, you may know the story already, but um, I was, um, you know, I was at, at this drumming thing, and um, one of the drummers that came from uh, another state to help out with this, it was, you know, um, at a farmer's market. Anyway, he was hobbling along. He looked like he was in a lot of pain, but I didn't know him personally, right? So I'm like, you know, I don't want to do the, hi, I'm a doctor, can I help you, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but afterwards, my husband's, you know, talking, and my husband's a drummer as well, I'm talking to him, and he's like, hey, can you can you help Usman over there? And then I'm looking for my phototherapy patches and went, uh-oh, I don't have any, right? So hit manual therapy it is. <laughs> so we get him on the ground, and it, he takes quite a few number of minutes to, to get there, and he's wincing, right? And Aww. I said, what happened? I said, he said, I, I just run and I, I come back and I'm in pain. So I'm thinking, oh, my, well, the least I could do is check out his iliacus, right? <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Uh -huh. so, so he's lying down. He's wincing. And he finally kind of gets settled down. I said, okay. Is it okay I touch you? He said, yes. And I said, okay, I'm going to put a little pressure here. It's going to be very light. And then I'm just going to slowly increase it. And what I want you to do is just imagine, you know, I had him, you know, visualize, you know, some positive, you know, positive things. I'm also doing energy healing in the background without him actually knowing exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. under my breath. But I'm just putting my thumbs right over his iliacus. And sure enough, I mean, he, he jumped a little bit, even though it was super light. And I was like, bingo, right? But I'm like, I told him, I'm not a massage therapist. I'm not a physical therapist, okay? But, you know, yeah. you're in so much pain, it can't hurt. Um, so if you're willing for me to do this, he said, yes, yes, yes. So we did this, and I just, like, held it there for probably three minutes, maybe, mm -hmm, you know, doing mm -hmm. whatever energy work I was doing, and I could feel it release, you know, under my thumbs, and I look over, and he's, like, <laughs> like, practically <laughs> passed out. He is so, like, almost euphoric. And so then I, you know, slowly let go, and, and I said, how you doing? And he's, like, all right, okay, you know, and his English is a little broken. I said, well, let's get you up really slowly. And uh, so uh, I get him up, and um, he looks at me like, what the heck did you do, you witch doctor? You mm -hmm. like, he was just like, yeah. Yeah. out, and he starts walking, and he's looking at me, and he's walking, and he goes, he can put pressure on his, that leg now, and he was like, oh. and he would say, what did, what do you do? 
what what did you do? What did you do? Uh, <laughs> so I said, well, you just keep visualizing. And anyway, I was trying to get him involved in the hip book and everything. And I don't think he quite understood what I was saying in English. But but it was neat. So I just want to share that that uh, testimonial for you that, you know, so thanks beautiful. to you, I knew, knew to release the Iliacus. Didn't yeah. even know what I am on. I wasn't going to examine him and everything like that. But I just was like, okay, I'm just going to do this one thing uh, and manually. And uh, that did the trick. So thank you. <laughs> it's, that's Thank you for sharing that story. And this is, you know, this is why I put so much effort and heart mm-hmm. into creating this tool and putting this information out there. Because this was my life, Karen. I mean, yeah. this was me doing this over and over and just seeing how transformative it was mm-hmm. for people um, who are, like, struggling. Just, you know, and, and it was almost like I have to put this out into the world. Like, I, there's so many people out there that don't understand, don't know, don't have the resources or, you know, just, you know, need the light of awareness shine on this particular area of the body, um, you know, and it's become this, this life's mission. Um, and I'm grateful to see, you know, through you in this example, how you know you're able to take this information and and now spread it to others and and that's that's what what will be happening over you know the next decade as as more people start understanding the role of these mm-hmm. muscles and how important they are uh yeah it's it's great and the other day we were skating and this uh, older gentleman probably in his 70s uh you know you know we chatted and he says yeah you know i had hip replacement and uh, um, I, it just doesn't quite work. I keep getting turned around and I knew, you know, why because his, his iliopsoas or iliacus was tight. And I said, hey, I want you to look this up, hip hook, okay? And he goes, okay, mm-hmm. I can remember that. I said, yeah, it's going to rock your world. I think you could really use that. So I hope to see him in the summer again when he comes back with his family and, uh, and awesome. uh, see how he's doing. So, again, thank you so much, Christine, for all your work, hard work, and for creating these products. I know it's, it's not an easy thing start to finish. It's, it's a lot of uh, time and effort and money to create physical products like this. Um, so thank you. And um, I want everyone, again, check out Christine's site, karencan.com forward slash knuckle, N-U-C-K-L-E, or karencan.com forward slash hip hook to check that out. It includes the 10% discount that you can get right now. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely start working on this, guys, every day. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to do like a, I think like a 40-day challenge here <laughs> for myself. You um, should. Yes, I think that's good. So thank you, Christine, and thanks everyone for listening. And until next time, lots of love, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.